0: To God. Hallelujah. All right. Um, my name is uh, Brother Stanley Zira. Maybe some of you don't know me. I'd like to humble myself in front of uh, our fellow pastor, Pastor Farai Maposa and Pastor Wusi. And I would also want to humble myself. Am I audible? Hello? Hello. Hi. Yes. So I want to humble myself before God. It's such an honor to actually find myself preaching in front of the pulpit like this. In other churches only the pastors preach. You cannot have, I mean, someone like me who doesn't even have a diploma or certificate in ministry to actually come in. Yeah, so Okay, so the title of the message uh, is uh, the kingdom is like a seed, hallelujah. So for me, yes, sometimes I mean, over the years you actually realize your strengths and it is only prudent to actually capitalize on your strengths when you are given an opportunity like this one. So today I'm going to speak softly But I want to teach, hallelujah. You see, Jesus, most of the time would teach. And when you are teaching, yeah, you really have to be like the soft rain. You know, back home in Africa, it is the light rain that actually makes, you know, this deep uh, percolation into the soil. If ever we see a storm, we know most of the water is just going to flow away and, yeah, if our dams are silted, nothing is going to go to the ground to recharge the water table. Hallelujah. So I want to have a word that is going to recharge someone. I want the water table to be recharged today. Amen. So the word is going to be soft and slow, but it does not mean that it doesn't have power. Hallelujah. Amen. I've seen some people getting saved through just teaching only, without anyone laying hands on anyone, but the power of the word itself Amen. can transform someone's life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. So For the sake of teaching this, I'm going to use a story. Those who are in the intercession group know that whenever I get an opportunity, I always like to use stories in the Bible to explain concepts. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand the kingdom concepts. But for you to understand them, I need to use stories. Jesus used to use parables. Hallelujah. And he was using parables because most of the times the people there were farmers. So he was using parables related to farming. I see these days most of us are not farmers. It's like the more wealthy or the more advanced an economy becomes, the lesser people are involved in agriculture. The GDP, my my brother is here, oh, the economist. Yes, the GDP actually of agriculture goes down with development. So uh, I've brought a bag. I'll, I'll do this later on. I always like to do demonstrations that people may understand. And besides, it will make them remember. Hallelujah. So, can you please go to Matthew 6 32 to 33. The word says for after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Ruth uh, 4 Verse thirteen. Okay. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife, and when he went in to her, the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Let's also go to Ruth four seventeen. Also the neighbor woman gave him a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi. I want you to underline this. A son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Hallelujah. So I want to go back a bit for the benefit of those who do not well know the story of Ruth and Naomi. In most cases, the Bible used to Well, address men, because during that time, I mean men, yeah, it, it was like a patriarchal society, well. So I see now we should talk about fairness, even women too, I mean, should be talked about, hallelujah. So, yeah, there's a man who has got a wife called Naomi and they have two sons and they are living in a city called Bethlehem, hallelujah. Then famine comes and makes these people move over to a place called Moab. I want you to understand because you have to understand the background for you to understand the end or the point that I'm trying to drive home. The message is the kingdom is like a seed. Hallelujah. So these two sons, Kilion and Malon, uh, married in Moab and it's the Bible says they were married for 10 years. So, unfortunately, Elimelech died, and then later on, the sons even also died as well. But for these 10 years, I was asking myself, I mean, they failed to, their wives failed to conceive, hallelujah. There was no son, no daughter, hallelujah. And Naomi had left Bethlehem. Bethlehem is a place where God is, hallelujah. And they have gone to Moab, another place where Well, they're different gods altogether. Hallelujah. So sometimes I know situations force us to really leave the place of God or to really leave what we trust in, in God because maybe the situation is difficult and we think that, okay, maybe let me shortchange and do this maybe to help me. So I've got a lesson for you. Just follow me. Hallelujah. So... Naomi then hears that, okay, back home in Bethlehem, there's been now a good harvest, and then things of going back home. But before she goes back home, she calls herself Mara. She says, don't call me Naomi anymore, because she's bitter. She says, I left Bethlehem with everything, my husband and two sons, but look at me now. I've lost my husband, I've lost my sons. It's like she lost everything. Hallelujah. So she calls herself Mara. Hallelujah. She even tells her daughter-in-laws, these are the only people that she had, that, okay, I'm sorry, I cannot have a son. Hallelujah. You can look at me. I'm now old. I cannot have a son. Oh, okay. There's a son born to Naomi. We'll come to that later on. So Naomi is saying, I cannot have a son because I'm now too old. So you cannot stay with me. Just go back to your parents. I mean, go back to your homes. Hallelujah. But this time, you see, the word of God is prepared in such a way that it wants to minister. God talks to people, but the problem is people don't listen. Hallelujah. Especially the youthful generation. We tend to think that maybe the solutions lie in our muscles. I mean... They lie in our brains, and we feel that we can do so much more, especially when the professors tell us that, oh, okay, look at me, I've got to this far using my brain. We feel challenged that the brain is the most powerful thing that can take us to where we want. Hallelujah. But sometimes, or not sometimes, actually, it is God. It is being in the kingdom, or the kingdom is actually a seed. You see, when you want to achieve something, you need to start from somewhere. And this somewhere that I want to talk about is the seed. Hallelujah. Okay. So I want to move on to the verses that we read. So this was just a background I was trying to explain so that at least people understand where I'm coming from. So you see Jesus tells people some at a point in time that you should ask, you should seek and you should knock. If you look at ask, is like an acronym which is saying A-S-K, which is ask, seek, and knock. So for you to achieve anything in life, first of all you have to be in the kingdom, you have to ask Jesus, you have then to seek, and then you have to then knock, hallelujah. I mean for, for you to get a job, oh my brother got a job here, I'm so here to ask God first, And then he had to seek for a job. And then he had to knock a door for an interview. And then he went into the interview. He performed. And now he has a job. Hallelujah. But in most cases, well, someone will just go on the internet. They just seek for a job. And then they'll just knock at the door, get into the interview. And then they start working. So when problems start, then they start saying, oh, maybe I need to look for Jesus. That's when they remember of asking. Hallelujah. But... When they started, they started things on their own. Maybe someone even chose to do a certain maybe field that, okay, maybe I should become an economist, or maybe I should become an agriculturalist. Maybe I just thought on my own and thought that, okay, maybe this field pays so much and just went into the field. But then, like I said, the GDP of agriculture is going down, the jobs, It's like they're getting less and less. Then now someone starts to think that, oh, okay, maybe I should have done microbiology, hey. (laughs) Frustration then starts to creep in. Then you see someone running back and forth, and then at the end of the day, someone is not satisfied, hallelujah. So I want to teach, I want someone to understand that the first thing you have to do is to ask. You have to seek and to knock. Now I want to go into the benefits of seeking first. You see, I was looking at the verses that talk about widows in the Bible. I saw 76 verses, but this is the only verse, the one that talks about Ruth, uh, Ruth 2 verse 2. The one that talks about Ruth getting to seek seed, hallelujah. For Ruth, I think Ruth was a very humble person, I mean, and she must have been beautiful too and young, hallelujah. And maybe she could have used her prettiness I think to, to, to solve the problems that she was facing. She could have said, okay let me just look for your husband and solve all these problems that I'm facing. But you see she went to the field to look for seed. Hallelujah. She went to the field to look for seed. And then in looking for seed, liquid did she know that some other things are going to come because of looking for the seed. The first thing when they came from uh, Moab, when they came to Bethlehem, she said, okay, let me go and look for seed. Like you see there, please let me go to the field and clean heads of grain. So you see, seed is very important, my dear brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Now, if you go to the book um, of Ruth, to chap- uh, sorry, verse 9, same chapter, but verse 9. You see, Ruth got access t- to water. Because she was told that, okay, when you are thirsty, please don't trouble yourself. You can get some water. Hallelujah. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? It's like the men are being told, okay, don't touch here. So she's now protected from the vultures, the different types of men. Hallelujah. Maybe I should say this to women. Hallelujah see, there are some men who are like vouchers. you see. They just want to take advantage of people. Hallelujah. Then there are very good men. Hallelujah. I'm not going to give examples in this church. Hallelujah. But they are there. Hallelujah. So for, for, for ladies, when you want to get married, it's not an issue of having more mascara or eyeliner. <laughs> Hallelujah. You really have to ask. And look up to the seed. Hallelujah. So, you see, she's being told that, and when you are thirsty, go to the vessel and drink from what the young men have drawn. She didn't have to draw any water. I know, well, the women were the ones who were given the cause of drawing water, but she's being told that the water is going to be drawn by men, but you just you have to just drink. Hallelujah. Isn't this beautiful? A benefit of just seeking the seed, but now you have all these other benefits. Now, maybe someone is seeking something, maybe you are thirsty, but if you go and seek the water and not seek the seed, then you might run the risk of missing some things. Hallelujah, because seeking the seed has some benefits. If you go to uh, verse 14, it talks about here being offered some roasted grain. Hallelujah, who doesn't like food here? I know everyone likes food, especially here in Europe. If you look at, uh, you know, like products, you find the difference between products is just so small. Sometimes this one will be just maybe, well, the salt is a bit too much. This one is 5%, this one is 1%. Then they make, you know, that distinction. The differentiation for those who understand business is just so great here. In Africa, we just say, well, whether it's 5% or whatever it is, if it's uh, a product, it's a product. That's the end. We are not worried whether the cheese is coming from the gods or is coming from a Holstein breed or a a Jersey animal. If it's cheese, it's cheese. If it's milk, it's milk. (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay. So, you see, one of the other benefits that Ruth got was that of grain for her mother-in-law. Her time is now full, she's now satisfied. But to go back home, because there's someone else at home expecting her to bring something, she was even offered. I didn't see the part where it's written that she had to ask for barley, but she was offered on top of the one she, she had picked. hallelujah. So she's now being offered on top of picking. Hallelujah. So you see, our own effort can do very little, but when God intervenes, it increases. Hallelujah. Amen. Using your own effort, you can work. Oh, I, I'll, I'll use him as an example. I know he's a free guy, I mean. Yes, I know you won't like, well, approach me after service and say, <laughs> what were you trying to say? Okay. Um, I want to use Gilbert as an example. Gilbert, the issue is not about staying away from things of God, saying that you don't have time even to attend things like the house fellowship. Imagine in all our numbers, if we'd go to house fellowships, imagine what would happen there, hallelujah. But some will grate and say, okay, for me, I think, well, I'm now too advanced for house fellowship. House fellowship is for the minors, is for the local babies, the ones that are still drinking milk. I'm now at the level of bonds. I shouldn't go to house fellowship. I should just see God or pray to God on Sundays. But you never know what you are missing in the house fellowship. You think you are losing time, which you should be using maybe to study and read. But sometimes, you know, just going to the house fellowship might actually give you an idea in your project, Gilbert, which you might have not thought of. And then you will say, oh, why didn't I think of this? Even when you tell your supervisor, your supervisor will even ask and say, oh, Gilbert, oh, wow, that's a nice suggestion. I didn't think of it either. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. It is not through your own wits or by your own might, but by, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Yes. It's like whatever that we do, we're investing, we are seeding. Whenever you are planting, why should you worry when, I'm, when you are planting? When you are planting, you know you will harvest. Hallelujah. So I see someone who is worried, I mean, often cautious, hallelujah, who's always worried that, oh, I shouldn't do a mistake, I should focus on my studies. It's like someone is just seeking, you know, that certificate. Someone is seeking the certificate, but they're not even asking God anymore, they're not even trusting God anymore, that if they attend a house fellowship, they think that will be the result of a poor grade or a failure. I say so because, well, yeah. I'm a leader of a house fellowship, so I, I know what happens, I mean, yeah. Hallelujah. Yes, I also want to tell you another benefit that Ruth got. Hallelujah. You see, the land that belonged to Naomi was not belonging to Ruth. Hallelujah. But because, as you shall see later, Boaz uh, married Ruth and acquired the property that belonged to Malon and Kilon, it meant that now Ruth also had access to this land by virtue of being a wife of a rich man. Hallelujah. So if you become a wife of a rich person, then you also, I mean, inherit, I mean, you also become rich, isn't it? So you see, she got access to this land. Now Ruth is a piece of land in Bethlehem, but she's a Moabite. She doesn't even belong there. Pastor now has a house here in the Netherlands, but is not even of the neither, how do, what do you say? Netherlands uh, origin. Hallelujah. But it is the grace of God, hallelujah, that makes you have this opportunity to actually conquer because the word of God says you are more than conquerors. So we shouldn't worry about anything. What we should worry about is the seed. You can see all this is starting from the seed. So if you have the seed, you know, The problems that you think you have will be solved just by looking for the seed, hallelujah. Later on, oh, I've already said it. the issue of marriage. Well, she got married to a rich man, hallelujah. So, you can see there's a verse, uh, maybe you should go to this one, Uh, Ruth um, 4, verse 15, yeah. Someone was saying that Naomi, Ruth is more than seven sons to you, hallelujah. The daughter-in-law is more than seven sons, hallelujah. So you can even benefit others. I mean, Naomi was now a bitter person, hallelujah. Having lost all the sons and she was saying, oh, I'm just on my own, but Ruth is equivalent or more than actually better than seven sons So now, Naomi is beginning to benefit because of Ruth. Because Ruth just thought of seeking the seed, now she's benefiting, hallelujah. Having more than seven sons, hallelujah. If you later on read, there's a verse which says that, or maybe we should beam this one because it's important, because uh, yeah, this is where I'll uh, highlight the most important things. So, go to Ruth 4, verse uh, 16, yeah. Mm. Yes. Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. I was reading other versions even say that she was breastfeeding. I don't know whether that is true or not. I mean, uh, that's what other translations say. But the King James says that she put her on a bosom. Hallelujah. So even the other women said, oh, Naomi now has a son. Hallelujah. But if you go back, earlier on, Naomi was saying that I cannot have a son. I cannot have a son. She, she said, my name should be called Mara because of bitterness. But look at her now. She now has a son. Hallelujah. She was even telling the daughter-in-laws that, oh, I cannot have a son. You can go back to your parents. So now that she has a son, maybe this son can offer a hand in marriage to Opa, the one who left. Hallelujah. Because Ruth is now happy. She has a marriage already. But what about Opa who left? Hallelujah. Opa is the other daughter-in-law. Oh, I can see people are lost. Who is Opa? Hallelujah. Who is Opa? Opa. You see, the the advantage of standing in front, you can see people's faces, I mean, everyone. Yes, it's like you cannot see all of yourselves, but I can see all of you. So, yeah, I can see who is confused and who is not. (laughs) But like I said, the purpose of my presence here is trying to explain. I'm here to teach, I'm not preaching, I'm trying to teach. So at the end of the day, I want everyone to go back home with something. If I'm going to spend my time here and say 1,000 words, which will mean nothing to anyone here, I would rather say one word which will be useful to someone and change someone's life towards God. Hallelujah. Last time I was telling some people that, you see, if I'm given five hours to cut a tree, I'll spend three hours sharpening the eggs. Why should I hurry? If I have a sharp ax I'll know the tree will fall. But if I just rush to try to cut down the tree, then I'll realize, oh, the axe is not sharper. Then I start looking for something to sharpen. Then I waste time at the end of the day. The five hours will come whilst the tree is not yet cut down. Hallelujah. So you, you see, these are the benefits of seeking the kingdom first. Hallelujah. If you seek the kingdom first, then it's like a seed, it will change your life. Hallelujah. So I I know that, well, we are not farmers, so I brought this to try to explain. Maybe I might change someone's life. Hallelujah. You see, uh, I've I've got some seed. Hallelujah. For those who are not into agriculture, who do not know what seed is, I've got some seed, and this is wheat seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, unfortunately, well, if this poko was full, I could have just moved it around so that at least people see what seed is. But nevertheless, you can move it around and some people might see what seed is. Hallelujah. So, you see, people do not realize that even in the commercial world, companies like the Monsanto know this, and that's why they're making so much money. If you control the seed, it means you're okay. Hallelujah. You'll make as much money as you can, hallelujah. So you see, some people don't realize that, some people still do not know that it is because of, of, of the seed or the wheat that you end up with something like this, hallelujah. I know maybe every day you have a breakfast with eggs and you like eggs so much. But if someone asks you that you like wheat, you say, ah, wheat. No, I don't like wheat. But wheat actually makes it possible for you to have eggs. Hallelujah. (laughs) You see, uh, (laughs) yes. So you see, about uh, 20% of the diets that are used to feed the layers is actually wheat. And maize is actually 40%. Soya bean, you are talking of 13%. These are the diets that are used to feed the birds that produce the eggs that you love. So you see, seed is important. And not only that, I know when you are having tea, you also like some milk. This milk is also coming from the seed. Because those animals eat concentrate, hallelujah. And the concentrate is maize again and wheat seed. Or wheat bran whatever form it is, but it's all coming from the seed. So maybe you're having your breakfast. Let me put this here. I want to make a, a breakfast table. <laughs> so this <laughs> breakfast table has got some milk, has got some eggs already. I know a lot of people love pizza, and I also do. But pizza also needs, you know, to have some flour. Hallelujah. And the flower is also coming from the wheat seed. So you need the wheat. Hallelujah. So, yeah, maybe some people eat beside breakfast. <laughs> I'll put this here. Okay. Some people I know they like fruits. I mean, fruits are healthy. And yeah, if you have fruit juice, it's also good. But when they are making this product, they also use. Some milk substitute, hallelujah. now there are some proteins from milk that stabilize this fruit juice so that it can have a long shelf life and can also be nutritious to you so that you can have access to the calcium so that the vitamin C can be stabilized in there. So you see, it is all coming from the wheat. Now it is the wheat going into the cow, producing milk, and the milk then being used for this. Hallelujah. So I'll also put it there. Some might have some juice in the morning. (laughs) Okay, yeah, this is uh, bread. It's organic bread, yeah. I just got a small sample where I was yesterday, so I thought maybe it will be useful for this lesson. So you see, with bread, I cannot overemphasize. I'm sure everyone knows that Mm -hmm. if you are talking of bread, you cannot then forget about wheat. So if you need your breakfast, then you also need bread. So there is a wheat product as well. Okay. I know we have got lots of people from Africa, and Africans like making uh, wh- what do you call it in ukali, is David, what do you call you know, the maize paste? Yeah, yeah. So, so back in Africa, for those who are coming from the Netherlands, maize is not for animals only, but for people, too. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, in different countries, it has got different names, but where I come from, we call it sadza and we make uh, some porridge in the morning from this and we add some sugar and maybe some butter or peanut butter. And Yeah, and ukali, but ukali, probably that's the evening, so. (laughs) Uh, So, 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 so this is uh, a breakfast. So, so I I want someone to tell me, I mean, why they believe that then seed is not important. You see, this is physical, but it's also there in the spiritual realm when you want to achieve whatever that you want to achieve, that you are seeking, just go to God. So the the problem that we have is that, you see, if you have a church where there are Christians who do not understand how God operates because of just coming to church on Sundays, it becomes difficult to achieve this. Hallelujah. And then, You see, you find Christians then using other means to get things and it then almost appears as if God has no power to give people what they want. But yet it does, yet the problem is us, ourselves. We are not focusing on God in the right way. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness. They do not leave out righteousness. So righteousness, for me, I took it Is doing the right things. Hallelujah. Doing the right things. So who tells you to do the right things? Is it your mother? Is it your father? Is it your professor? Or it should be the Holy Spirit? Because we don't have laws anymore. We now live a life by the Spirit. So living a life by the Spirit, we should listen to the Spirit. The Spirit is the only one who can lead us to get to the storehouse where the seed of achieving whatever we want is there. There are no limits to achieving what we can, but you, all we need is to know. My special appeal goes to Dutch youths. I know you've got some friends out there. Please reach out to your friends before it's too late. Everybody needs God. And for them to achieve in life They don't achieve from the professor, but they achieve from God. So to sum it up, because there is no more time to continue. If you have not understood the story of Ruth, at least I know because we are more than consumers today, at least try to remember this. And I hope it will help you that you have a heart that will seek God, because the kingdom is like a seed. Thank you.